Hi, everybody. Claire with Clairvoyant Psychic Medium and Erica Lane. Yay. <sighs> Welcome to our weekly juge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one's a big one. Oh, God. This is a big one, guys. So if you don't usually tune in or watch all of it, watch this one. It's going to be a doozy. <laughs> uh do you want me to just go ahead and start with today then yeah okay so let me see here so today the moon is in pisces okay and today is monday the 17th of april and the moon is in pisces okay yes and uh i don't know about you but i can definitely feel the moon in pisces vibes of just being kind of like out of it um kind of foggy sleeping Yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, we are going to be moving into Aries. The moon will be moving into Aries. So this is kind of our last little moon phase here of that releasing energy from the full moon before we're working on setting our intentions and going that way again. Uh, so when it comes to the things that you're releasing, this is probably like anything that's getting, because since we have Saturn here and we have Neptune here, this is just anything kind of getting in the way of your spiritual connection that we've talked about especially last week yeah and and with that saturn and pisces is still making that trine sextile to the north and south node so again we're still kind of thinking about where we've been and where we're wanting to go and that's really it for today today is a pretty chill day compared to like good. what's going on for the rest of the week good good so um enjoy it yeah <laughs> Exactly. Right. Uh, the only thing I guess to be to be kind of wary of today and maybe even a little bit into tomorrow is to just like not be escaping. So beware of like escapism tendencies, you know, um, basically what I'm trying to say is just face your shit still, you know. Yeah. I don't think I have anything else to say about all that. Yeah. You, yeah. I mean, you just called me out. I was definitely binge watching a show and not wanting to do shit today. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, so, sometimes that that's okay, you know, as long as it's like, as long as there's not something kind of like hovering over you that you need to take okay. care of. So let's talk about that because that was something that I was feeling today because I was like, okay, I have this like lingering anxiety. And then I go through my head today of like, okay, what do I have to do? And then I magically literally found that to-do list. <laughs> oh, yeah. So um, I had therapy on last Friday or something, and I made a to-do list with her. And um, I found it today. And I was like, oh, yeah, I need to do all of this. So I made all those calls and did all those things. Um, and then I bit I did nothing and like was laying around and putting stickers on a table and enjoying myself kind of escaping but being there you know um so i guess it's a it's a bit of a balance yeah because you know with saturn there it is like you know take care of your responsibilities and everything but i think what you did was honestly perfect for the energy you know take care of it so that way you have that space to be more you know out there and in the i don't know what you call that the the foggy the foggy space that you want to be in right now yeah yes all right well let's go into tomorrow so tomorrow there's also not a lot to say about tomorrow except for that the moon is going to go into aries and then we will be in the dark moon phase uh oh and God, really no. yeah so really the dark moon phase you know is it's the phase of the moon right before we have the new moon and it's just kind of like that last little, as you kind of used to call it, toothpaste time, right? It's that last little get get your ducks in a row before you're setting those new intentions again, kind of wiping that slate clean. And so, I mean, like we've been in airy season this whole time, and we're going to talk about this more when we get to Wednesday, but we had, we had a new moon at zero degrees Aries, and now we're going to have a second new moon at 29 degrees Aries so at the very first degree and at the very last degree so tomorrow as we're going through that dark moon phase I think that it's a really good time to just like fully take the chance to utilize that Aries energy before we're moving on you know before we're going forward 
like the taking action. So like today I calling a heating and air conditioning company to like, Hey, let's see. I want to learn about what I can do for my house. I've been putting this off, you know? So it's doing those things. Oops, sorry. I left my ring on. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, starting things, starting things that you have been wanting to, to start and guys We're finishing things that you haven't finished. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes. But like mercury retrogrades coming. So if you start stuff while Mercury is retrograde, it's not going to go right. Which, which kind of made me want to say, too, like, if there's, like, a boundary that you've kind of been, like, teetering about placing, you know, or somebody that you really need to be assertive with and tell them something, like, yeah, again, that that would be a perfect this time is to, good to do it. Aries energy to poop out those feelings that whoa, need to come out. Yeah. Especially before Mercury goes retrograde. Hmm. So let's talk about for one second, because this is a weird aspect. I have an Aries moon and the dark moon with my Aries. Moon. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> so since your natal moon is in Aries, you know, that's the way that you process or feel your emotions. So I automatically go to that. Like if there's any emotions that you haven't like fully felt or fully expressed, like it would be like that kind of push that toothpaste feeling of like, you need to get it out. You need to say oh. it. You need to feel it. So I started TikToking today talking about my feelings about working with my inner child. That, see, perfect. And Aries, and especially since Chiron has been in the mix of all this Aries energy, holy shit, inner child work is a theme in general for that. Because if you think to when I say like core identity wounds, that always usually comes from when you're a little kid. Yeah. It's from like, you know, when the moment that you start to feel like it's not okay to be your authentic self is when you start adding layer upon layer upon layer of those identity wounds. And during this whole thing, mm. that's what we've been doing is peeling those back and being like finding our authenticity again, finding our inner like solar plexus, like willpower and identity and like where we're going in life, you know? Yeah. Good deal. So, okay. Wednesday is a big day. So Wednesday is the day of uh, the of the second new moon in Aries at the final degree. And this is going to happen about 10 p.m. our time. So when I say Wednesday, it could be Thursday for some of you, you know, if you, depending on where you live. Uh, but yeah, so at about 10 p.m. is when we're going to have that. So we're going to have the moon and the sun conjoined at the last degree of Aries. And also within this, it's going to be close by the north node in Taurus. So the north node in Taurus is sitting at, I think it'll be at about, well, okay, so it'll still be at like four degrees in Taurus. So that's why this one is also kind of weird because normally when we have these eclipses, they're on, they're in the same sign as the node, right? But like the nodes are about to shift into Aries Libra axis. So since this new moon is at the very end at the very last degree of Aries, it's still sitting like within four or five degrees of the North Node. So that's why this is an eclipse and it's a solar eclipse. <laughs> I know. And uh, the, the cool thing I think about this is because the nodes are about to shift, this is going to be our last set of eclipses before they do. And so it's kind of like this, like closing of the chapter closing of the chapter especially it's going to be kind of a mix i think between that aries and that yeah. taurus energy so it's like not only is it about you right and your identity and your motivations and what you're fighting for but it's also about your value and how you manifest and how you like create hmm. and materialize these things right so it's like what are you doing and how is that how are you reaping the rewards from what you're doing oh that's powerful <laughs> and it's even more powerful because it's also going to make a square to Pluto in Aquarius. Oh my God. This is my whole chart. What the fuck is going to happen to me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but. Woo! Okay. 
Okay, I so an eclipse squaring Pluto in Aquarius. What does so talk about just that in general? What is that? So, okay, so honestly, this is kind of what flew through my head this morning. So I think that when 2020 happened and we had Pluto and Saturn meet up, you know, and yep. that was what started the whole shitstorm of our whole world and our whole reality changing. And since then, we've kind of, again, like with those layers, we've kind of been peeling back layer by layer of like societal standards and like what it what it means to be successful in this day and age, what it means yeah. to be happy in this day and age, you know, all of the things that other people have kind of told us that we should or shouldn't do when it comes to living our lives. And so with Pluto and Aquarius and this whole identity thing going on in Aries, I think this is like you really coming into like how you fit into the collective, how you fit into this new modern societal thing that we have going on. And I think that, so I guess I, I kind of think of it as like, let's say that you work in this office and you sit in this cubicle all day and you hate your job. You don't feel fulfillment in your job. You don't like resonate with your job it doesn't ask out of you anything that is your natural talents or your natural gifts or whatever you're basically wearing a mask every day when you walk in to try to fit in or be part of this society i think this is really going to shake all of that up if that is the kind of life that you're living where you're not aligned with society as a whole yeah Woo. and you know again this all kind of gets a little bit more specific when you look at your own chart so like yeah. you said you know you have an aries moon so you're going to be impacted with your emotions more um like for me this is like my seventh house is aries so that's like my relationships and stuff and then that's you know combining with my aquarius stuff which is in like the fifth house you know so for me it'll probably be like a lot of relationship oriented type mm -hmm. stuff Whoa. but yeah so <laughs> Um, being a new moon, because it's an eclipse, I believe that this is not a good time to like do manifestings, like making moon water, stuff like that. Cause this is wonky ass energy. And this is something that I don't know if I've ever felt before, how it feels like this is going to be a new moon that is Aries and Taurus. Like it's going to. Like I know I'm I it's very I'm excited to see what it's going to feel like um because I'm not I'm not quite sure but I know a lot of people were talking like when we had the first new moon in Aries they're like well you know we're gonna have a second one so if you don't quite know your intentions yeah. now you could wait till the second one but yeah. I don't think so that's why I was kind of driving so heavily to have everyone super duper setting attentions back you know for the first new moon um because I think I feel anyway that this this one is kind of just that like hit or get off the pot we're going now <laughs> yes <laughs> exactly that and I think it's like really wanting to take you out of your head and yeah. just into that like I don't know how to explain like into your heart I want to say like almost oh. like that that rhythmic beating you know where you're just kind of like detached from all that what do I like you know what how am I going to do this how am I going to make this happen like kind of getting getting okay. rid of all of that and just physically actually doing it that Taurus I am here doing it seeing it feeling it yeah and you also just made me think too maybe take all of the if you did if you follow the moon cycles and you do the work with these then go back and look at what you were wanting to manifest at that first Aries new moon and just like visualize it or something or feel it in your body somehow you know <sighs> I'm looking to see if I even did this. I don't think I did. Nope. <clears throat> Aries moons take me out, man. <laughs> I could imagine. Yeah. I could imagine because, you know, I don't have any of that energy in my chart. And I've even told you, you know, like Aries energy is like weird for me. It's like that, that agitation almost. Yep. It's just constantly there. Yeah. But this is cool because I have Taurus in my chart and I can feel that. So that goes back to what I was talking about earlier, where I had that lingering, like, are you have something to do? You should be doing more. Why are you just sitting here doing it? You know, like that feel. 
Um, and then I could take it into Taurus energy and be like, okay, I'm going to watch my show, but I'm going to sit here and stretch and do yoga for like 15 minutes, 20 minutes. And then I'm going to put these stickers on this. Like, so I'm like physically doing something. So if I guess if you guys need advice, that's how you fucking deal with this energy. <laughs> that's a good, that is, that's good. I like that. That's like a really good way of kind of grounding into your body, even yeah. while you have all this mental stress going on. And it's funny too, because human design wise, you have an open root center too. So like that explains, you know, all that stuff comes in of like, you should be, you should be doing this. Yeah. You should be like that pressure. And it's probably not even yours, you know? No. So, um, yeah. And I think that another thing that I thought was kind of cool too, uh, and I wrote, I actually took a screenshot of this. So while we're talking about human design, um, the sun is in what they call gate three, and then the moon will be moving into gate three too. And Pluto is in gate 60. So this is actually creating a channel between uh, the, root, the root chakra and the sacral chakra. And it's creating a channel. And then I guess, I think sometime in the future, Jupiter is going to be moving into that channel too. So we're going to be feeling this channel a lot. And it's kind of starting or getting lit up. So tell me more uh, about this channel. Because to me, that means grounding in your trauma, releasing your wounds. So you can be confident, having your own power. Like, that's what I'm so, thinking. So um, just for no copyright issues, I got this off of uh, humandesign.info. Okay. And uh, this is what they call an individual channel. So there's all these circuits that go on in your body graph and some of them are like collective and then other ones are more individual. So what we're saying is like this one is basically going to be just for you, you know, so it's going to be more individualized, not so much shared between everyone. Um, and it's, uh, it, okay. So this one says the theme is innovative energy that brings new things to this world and changes to usual order of things. And then it says like a time to change everything you deal with. So gate three is kind of like ordering things together. And then gate 60 is actually about like limitations. So I kind of see it as like, how can you take your limitations and be creative with them to come up with innovations, right? Because that's how innovations are born is through being creative with your own like limitations. And I think that um, it's also about acceptance, right? Because like, if you look at your limitations, and you're just like, oh my God, this is why I can't do something or I wish it wasn't this way or I wish that yep. things were different or that kind of thing. What, like, that's not doing any good for you. But if you accept that that's your limitation, then you might start putting that mental energy towards how you're going to kind of skate around it rather than- Or use it. Just, yeah, or use it as fuel, mm -hmm. right? Rather than just like being a victim of it, you know? Yeah. So what that I have to tell you what that just unlocked for me or whatever. Yeah. Um so I have always kind of had this goes back to that that you need to be doing something, you know, that same feel. This is that millennial feel, that pressure that we have to keep going. We have hard work is the only thing that exists and one day you're going to be rewarded and it's going to be great. And you have hard work and you have to work yourself to the bone. Like, so that's why I feel that pressure. And that's always been something like for me. And I think it has a lot to do with like, um, I have Saturn and uh, I have Saturn and Scorpio, Pluto and Scorpio, South node Scorpio, where I come from hard shit. Like, that's what all that means. So my literal people that were born in 1985 or six, somewhere around there, we all have have shit, you know, and I realized I'm just going to start talking about it because I know that there are people out there that fucking feel exactly the same way I do. Me catching up with my like high school people lately. It's like, oh, like we are. I don't want to hide anymore. I don't want us to hide just because we're tired. Like we've got to figure out how to work with this now. No, I love that because I, and, and you know, you think too, like 
like what you said, they kind of told you that if you did all these things or worked your ass off, then it was like, why? So you could buy a house, so you could retire, so you could have good credit, so you could have a normal nuclear family structure, blah, blah, blah. But we all now know, like millennials especially, now know that that was you were fed a line of bullshit because everyone I know my same age who even followed all the rules and did everything the right way, they're still getting screwed in the realm of not being able to buy houses, of not going to be able to retire, of like all the things that yeah. all the payoff, right? So people are finally starting to be like, you know, fuck it. What do I want to do? You know, like what were yes. my dreams in the first place before I let all this societal pressure drive me off into this way that I didn't even want to go? And so with that mm. being said, like, think about where we're going now in the future. Like every like artificial intelligence is taking over everything in a way, right? Right, though, like, you know, so like, it, let's say that you don't decide to step into your authenticity right now. What happens 10 years from now when everyone, when like these robots are taking care of all that monotonous work, you know, then what? Then what are you gonna do? Like, why not jump on that board now instead of waiting until everyone, everyone else is already way far ahead of you, you know? And then you're left kind of behind trying to catch up or struggle. So for someone that doesn't fully understand everything that you're saying, because I can even say right now, like, what the fuck am I supposed to be jumping in on right now? Like, what are you talking about? You know? Okay. Yeah. For you, for you, like, let's just think, let's just think when we, when it comes to, when it comes to artificial intelligence and all the possibilities of what it could be doing here in the next, like, four to five years, which we know now is okay. a lot, is a lot. But okay. could AI do your now. job? No. Right? No. Mm -hmm. exactly so like if, and we're gonna find that out i think with creativity a lot too because we, we know that we've been which is pissing me off because when i envisioned utopia ai it was like ai is gonna do all the shit we don't want to do so we can be creative you know so i don't like that we're kind of trying to tell ai to be creative because i don't want it to take that away from us right but i we'll don't see. think it will i'm sure exactly yeah. i'm sure it will all even out because there's I don't know. We don't know where it's going to go. Yeah. All I'm saying is that now is a is never been a ne it's never been a better time to follow your dreams. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was something. Oh yeah, and then also too with that Pluto in Gate sixty. When I talk about limitations, Pluto is a very finalized planet. You know, so like that's another part of accepting it is because it just, it just is that way. Right. Like there's not a lot of moldability to Pluto. It's very. Yeah. Final. That's, I always say that Scorpio energy is, I love you warts and all like they, that Scorpio Pluto energy is like, I'm going to accept you and all the bad parts of you and everything. And that's what, I mean, for right now, Aquarius energy is just new in there. So us Aquarius energy, we're like, uh, I don't know how. Like, <laughs> you know, too, like you kind of made me have this whole picture in my head when you just said that, too, of like, if we think about all of these, I'm trying to think of just like a really good example. So like maybe when it comes to uh, trans people, right? And they're starting to see these like limitations in front of them or like what the government is trying is trying to limit them. You know, um, how how could you come to a place of acceptance within that? Not necessarily because get, don't get me wrong. We have Pluto. We have Pluto and Aquarius like this is about that, like rebellion or this revolution, revolution. going on. But sometimes I really do think that we can't have a. We can't have a productive revolution unless we understand where the other side is coming from. Like maybe it's more or less like these Ooh. fundamentalist Christian Republican people that are trying to place these limitations on. How can you understand them? How can you understand why they're doing what they're doing and love them anyway? Then we get to how we're going to overcome it, right? Oh, man, because if that's... we're all just hating each other. What are we going to do? Just blow up, blow all each, like blow each other up, you know, until we're all blown up. I don't really know what the end result could be from that. I mean, that's what history proves. So, yeah, I don't. <sighs> I, mean, I know that's a hard one. <laughs> yeah. 
I know I can do it. So like, that's all that we can do. We do what we can do. We help who we can help. Small ripple by ripple. Hopefully that will break away the hate, but yeah. Well, and like you said, God is love, right? And so as much as like what, I, and I just used that as an example, you know, so I'm sure somebody who's really been hurt by that is going to feel some trigger, you know, inside when I say those things like all like, and I get that all the time with people that have been through trauma, but like, you can, you can kind of ask me and Claire who have both been through some really complex, ridiculous trauma in our life. And we can tell you now that within working in that, like it's been hard, but we have learned how to have acceptance and love for the shitty people and the shitty things that have happened to us. I just feel like I felt so much weight in that for people. So yeah, there's hope out there guys. And it's really, you got to start, you got to start. Like, I don't know. I, I realized, so in the numerous of awkward encounters that I did this weekend, one of them was basically telling someone that has a Gemini moon um, that, like, I don't even know this person very well, but you know how I am. I look up everybody's birth charts. And um, I was like, oh, are you in therapy? And they're like, no. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, my like, God. It's... I, every, I mean, everyone needs it, no matter if you're a guy, no matter if you're a girl, no matter whatever, you got to be helping yourself in some way. Like the literal like line that is, uh, that should be like a quote that everyone lives by is the answers are within. We are the reason that everything gets fucked up a lot of the time. And if we don't find a peace, then everything is going to continue to fuck up. Yep. Yep. And I wrote this post the other day too, about like manifesting and, you know, like if you spend your time hating something and putting all this energy into hating it, the universe doesn't realize that you hate it. It just realized that you're putting a lot of energy into it. So it's going to keep showing you more of yep. that. So if we, if we want to have a real revolution where we really change things, then we're not going to do it by hating the other side, like Gotta just plain and them. simple. Mm -hmm. The hippies had it right. <laughs> and if you need help with that too, you can get a hold of me. There's this guy that I've always watched on YouTube. Um, and he has like a good series, I guess, where he goes through like the conservative mind and the liberal mind. And he does like a really elaborate explanation of like, what is it that makes a fundamentalist Christian Republican? You know, more than likely they were raised no. in this kind of area. No, no. They weren't exposed to culture. Like, you know, so maybe that will help you, right? Maybe that will help you come to that acceptance of like, wow, this person, like as much as what this person is doing sucks, like not necessarily, like this person was once just this little innocent baby that right. was impacted by its surroundings. So oh, at least remember that, your right? little analogy before where you said, every imagine everybody is babies. Yes. And I do that a lot, you know, mm -hmm. especially like when it comes to like social media, when people I've noticed a lot, if you see all those like threads where people are arguing, arguing, you know, as soon as someone steps in and just goes like, says something very nice, you know, like, oh, hey, yeah, I understand where you're coming from. And then this is what I have to say. It goes so much better than if you're just like, ah, oh, you fucking idiot. Shut up. You know, like, that's how people have been talking to each other. And we really need to like, stop. Yeah. We need to love each other, guys. Here's my hippie Pisces, Saturn and Pisces stuff coming in. So I did also want to stay here too. Okay, so May 5th is going to be the full moon eclipse. So I'm just kind of saying these dates right now so you can kind of understand the grasp of this cycle, okay? So in on July 18th is when the nodes are going to shift into Aries and Libra. Whoa, Okay. And also the nodes have been in this Taurus Scorpio axis since January 19th of 2022. And so right now we had eclipses again, or the first set of eclipses back in May of 2022. So this is like, kind of like, where were you at at that time last year? You know, how Vegas. can you, are you serious? Like you're going to Vegas again too now? So there you go. That's kind of cool. <laughs> Yeah. So the, the eclipse that I got married on was 
the solar eclipse in Taurus, full moon in Taurus. Yes. And that was the second set of eclipses. Mm -hmm. So this being the kind of new moon in Taurus feel into the like solar eclipse in Aries Taurus like how fucking weird but we're gonna be in that pocket and we get back on the fourth that's cool yeah so we're not gonna technically be there for those but we'll be in that pocket yeah yeah I like that like right in the middle of it Mm -hmm. um But, you know, I guess, like, I'm saying that so everybody can kind of evaluate. Like, I know, like, for me last year around this time is when I quit my big corporate job and I moved into this house, you know? So I'm kind of, like, assessing that, you know? You've only been there for a year? Isn't that crazy? It feels like this whole time of this last year, it feels like three years, but it's like I packed it all into a year. I don't know. It's wild. Wow. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay all right so thursday so thursday um is after the eclipse and then the sun is going to enter taurus at zero degrees and then that square to pluto is going to be even tighter okay and that's about it for thursday so it's basically just like i don't i don't know if it's going to i i have a feeling that it's going to feel like a lot of pressure to make a change yeah and then friday um mercury goes into retrograde in taurus and so uh one thing that i thought was cool about this is that it's only two degrees away from uranus in taurus so it's not quite making it there, right? And then it's going to retrograde all the way back. And then when it turns back to stationary again, it's going to be two degrees away from the North Node. Whoa. So I know. I thought that was cool when I looked at that. Um, so this will start on Friday and then it will end on May 15th. All right. So those of you that don't know, Mercury retrograde screws up communication, screws up technology, um not technically like do not do things do not do whatever like if you do sign things and start things during mercury retrograde it's going to go slower you're needing to let go let flow like really just whatever so um i have a question erica because i was realizing this because i made that tiktok today and i shitted this out when i was saying it where i was like i don't know why I feel like I um, always start to like talk on social media or do whatever. It's always during retrograde. So for me, is that because my Chiron is retrograde in Gemini? Well, what is your Mercury? Isn't your Mercury in Capricorn? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to see if I can. It's hard for it... me to say without your whole thing pulled up. Yeah. But it's just, it's just. Oh, so duh. Weird. Well, oh, never mind. I was going to be like, okay, never mind. But I would say, so it's whenever Mercury goes retrograde. Mm -hmm. I think it's because it slows me down. So your Chiron in, ooh, okay. So your Chiron in Gemini, though, is in the first house, right? That's like how people see you and your public image, right? Or like, you know, how you, your first impression kind of thing. So maybe that's why, because you're kind of inter, you're taking all that internal stuff and kind of just like showing it to people. And I have the confidence to be able to poop it out because that retro. Do you also feel like, uh, I guess that's the all you don't really have much else right I didn't know that was in my first house. Holy shit. That makes so much sense. Yep, yep. Hmm. Okay. So yeah, that that makes a lot of sense and um that sucks for me because that's why I'm so flaky. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I only want to do this when Mercury's retrograde and then when it's not it's like I can't figure this I can't like blah, blah, you know. You know, too, like, I I noticed that I have phases, too, when it comes to, like, where I feel better about being on social media. I haven't quite, like, pinpointed it yet, but we'll figure it out with all my reflector journaling. Um, 
but also I think it's like, do you feel like you have kind of more like where things come in and you're like, this is worth sharing. Like you feel more inspired to share. Okay. Cause see, that's kind of how I feel too, when I'm feeling better about being on social media as to where I notice I go through these phases where I wake up in the morning and I'm just like, I don't really know what to say. And then I'll get to like midday and I'll be like, I still really don't know what to say. And then I just kind of like give up on it. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Mm. Which is why it sucks. It sucks that in this day and age, they're like yeah. riding our asses so hard about being consistent on social media because then you're going to get shit stuck when we're not feeling inspired to say stuff. Yep. Like, why can't we just disappear for a little while and then come back? Yeah. <sighs> Whatever. Um. So another thing about this record retrograde um, in Taurus is that it's going to slow things down a lot more than other Mercury retrogrades. And it's going to really have you get back to like, I want to say like you get what you wish for right so like yay what are you like what are you trying to materialize it might kind of turn inward and be like you might find things that you're like that change your mind I guess about what you're trying to accomplish in your life or you're like you know like I kind of think of it as like you have your Amazon cart full of shit right Mercury retrograde is like when you go back through that cart and go, I don't really want that. No, I don't really want that. You know what I mean? And then you kind of like tighten it up to like, what do you really want? Yes. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I definitely do that. And then those of you that do have Mercury retrograde in your chart, you're going to be able to make big changes, speak your mind, stick up for yourself. So utilize this time. Yeah. Yeah. And then when it comes to like being careful about contracts or stuff like that, I want maybe maybe be more specific when it comes to like money stuff, like money transactions uh, or be more specific. What do you mean? Like basically like, OK, so like let's say that everybody gets under this like fear hype of like you shouldn't do anything when Mercury's right. in retrograde. But like. I think it's like, okay, but with it being yeah. in Taurus, like maybe be a little bit like be more cautious, especially when it comes to money stuff. Like oh, if you were to like, like rolls money. Okay. Yeah, right. Okay. Right. Fuck. <laughs> so don't yeah. make any big investments. Don't make any yes. big purchases. Don't sign any financial contracts. Maybe also it would not be a good time to take a new job. Um, and I'm not, I'm not trying to put that out there. Yeah, as fear it's because- not fear mongering. It's just that like right now, this is the time to slow down and really think about it. Yes. Like, if, if, is this really something? Cause Taurus energy has uses our, you use your senses. How does this feel? How does this taste? How does this smell like everything? I know that that sounds stupid, but like, if you're thinking about it, like you're going to be buying a new house, go into the house. How do you feel? How does your skin feel? How does it smell in there? How does it like take it all in and really feel it? That's the slowness of Taurus. And that's the weirdness of being able to do this in eclipse season. It's almost like you're throwing a bowl into the water for the first time when it's hot as fuck outside just fucking float man yeah i like that i like that <laughs> well it's 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 interesting too because i think that like let's say that you have put two years of thought into something and then you're supposed to start it in mercury retrograde no That's you're okay. good right yeah. you're good this is more like stuff that you do off like you know that yeah. you're just doing kind of by the what is that called by the fly by the seat of your pants there you go thank you um, don't do any of that. And like what you said about feeling out your senses. I mean, that's why Taurus is the sign of like, t- I think I've told you this before, where it's like you take something that's on the inside and you make form, you turn it, you materialize it into something outside of you. Mm. How do you do that? By using all of your senses, which is mm. also why it's the sign of manifestation, because how do you manifest things by, by like whatever it is that you really want in your life you got you have to visualize it and know what it smells like and know what it feels like and you know that kind of stuff so yeah so maybe you know as you're internalizing this you might realize like oh you know I really like everything about this but it just doesn't smell right like I love the idea of this job but it smells like shit in there all the time well, there, thank you, Mercury Retrograde, for showing me that so I don't take that job and have to suffer through smelling like shit all the time. 
Yep. <laughs> yep. Can't pick up dog poop. It it stinks, especially puppy poop, man. That's the worst smell in the world. <laughs> For sure. Uh, last thing I want to say about this too is like when um when it's when I think of this two degrees from Uranus, two degrees from the North Node thing, I think that we're kind of getting this pressure of like with Uranus and Taurus, it is about making changes and getting uncomfortable. So that way you can make a change that makes you more comfortable in the long term. So if you're someone that's been struggling with that, that's something to really be working on because I think that through this like backwards motion towards the north node it's showing you that that north node right it's like saying like i know this is really uncomfortable but see where you could be see where you could be if you make this change so i think everybody kind of needs to get their headspace around that too yeah your dreams are there you can see the light at the end of the tunnel you just have to put in the work now and you have to face your fears, you know, and yeah. it is going to be uncomfortable to do a lot of the stuff that is asked of you to follow your dreams. Yep. Like, I even remember that when me and you first started uh, going live together, you know, like I the first time I got in front of that camera on a live Facebook, which was the first time I had ever done that in my life. And my heart's just like pounding and my voice is shaky and I'm sweating. Mm -hmm. But I did it anyway. You know, that's the point. Like, you got it. Like, yeah, it's going to suck and it's going to feel uncomfortable. But you've got, like, if you see where you're going and what these are the necessary steps to get there, you know, you got to yeah. do it. <sighs> okay. So uh, that's it for Friday. Saturday, the moon is going to go into Gemini. That's where Venus is. So we're kind of falling back into, Good. like, our relationships and getting that in emotional alignment and everything. And then Sunday, the moon will conjunct Venus in Gemini. And the sun's going to be right on top of the north node. And then Mercury is also going to sextile Mars in Cancer. So those are all good amplified energies. On that day, we're going to probably be like expressing our feelings within our relationships, hearing out the other side, you know, like hearing our, the other person expressing their feelings back to us. We're going to be thinking about where we want to go. And we're going to be having this like link happen between um, like our drive and our motivation and our thinking. Right. So this kind of reminds me of like the kind of vibe of like you sit your husband down and go, what's our plan for the next five years? You know, I or, yeah. hey, I don't think your behavior is really in line with what we said we were going to be doing for the next five years. You know, that kind of thing. Saturday is also Earth Day. Oh. So that's kind of a cool thing to have around the new moon energy. I mean, the fact that it's linked, like, on that day, the Gemini moon, Gemini Venus, like, that feels good. You could put intent into that energy and not the eclipse feel of the energy. Yeah, to kind of, I feel like that too. I feel like it's going to be real heavy and then we're going to kind of just kind of get like a, like we're going to take all that heaviness because we're going to be figuring a lot of shit out. And then we're going to like take that to the right people Saturday and Sunday, you know, or yeah. if, if we don't need to do that, then we might just be hanging out and having good conversations and Mercury sextile Mars. I mean, like Mars is in cancer right now. So when it comes to that motivation and stuff, it's like nurturing and um, self-care. Self mm -hmm. Yeah. So good, good stuff. Yay. Oh, good. Um, yeah. Anything else? We that's it. That's all of it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I don't want to <laughs> ramble on for too long about everything. So, okay. I'm good. So tarot. Oh my God, the fool. <laughs> okay, so I have to like show these cards because they're so fun. This is, uh, yeah, the Wizards of Barge. Um, Wizards, no, the Wizards Tarot, the Wizard of Barge. Yeah. Um, my friend brought his over yesterday and was all like excited about it. I was like, dude, this is my favorite deck. I have it. I love it. <laughs> so, um, okay. So the full card, let's see here. All right. When you draw this, it is a sign that anything can happen. 
and to act from a state of purity and innocence. There are so many possibilities, yet it is in the awareness of the infinite potentials that it allows you to focus and draw into yourself in order to decide what step you want to make first. Feel. Wow. Okay. The child is, oh, the fool. It's called the child in this thing. It is alchemically linked to the element of air. And thus, it can be observed as the mind from which all of creation emerges. Whatever action you take, remember that it was your mind that conjured it first. Come as a child and the door of creation will open up to you. I love that it's a child and that was an accident thing because the Aries is such a child. And this is, woo! <laughs> oh, I just choked on something. Hang on. But that was perfect. Don't you think? I do, yes. And I think that goes well with like what I said about those inner identity wounds and realizing that like wherever you are at in your life, like whatever you see outside of you in your life right now has all come from, you know, like that stuff in the past. So you yeah, kind of get to decide. Yeah, like huh. just to be like to go back to that child, you know, and be like, what was it that I wanted before all this bullshit? Wow. Um, okay, hang on. These. Okay, I think I got it. Uh... I just saw it. There it is. Okay, 155. I know that I just recently read this, but was this ours from last time? It was this um, ACTM vinegar. Let me look. I don't think so. Okay, I'm going to open up our Spotify. Hang on one second. Sometimes the uh, Spotify. Okay. It's not going to. Okay. I don't, I don't think so. Okay. Sorry, I had to do that because I was like, what, what is going on? <clears throat> okay, so this is Astum AC, AC, vinegar. Um, the tongue knows vinegar. Even the suggestion of receiving a few drops into the mouth reminds us of the vinegar's sour and lip-puckering qualities. In alchemy, vinegar serves as an active agent of dis distillation, fermentation, and preservation. It is incredibly useful when applied into the right amounts with the intention. This said, it can be easily overused and overwhelming um, in the situation at hand. When the vinegar card is present in a reading, it indicates a sour note permeates the laboratory. That's that that feel. Ah, yeah. You need to be doing something. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. It is likely something from the past showing up in the present and demanding our intention. Wow. Okay. It's vinegar's nature to take over, to overwhelm. So be cautious with this material. A little goes a long way. As they say, it is productive to look at your past, but not to stare. Such is the complex energy of vinegar. Wow. Hang on. Let me read all of this. <clears throat> With such distinct qualities, vinegar can act as a surprising trump card to set the tone for all of the others that are present. Its sour note can cannot be ignored. Okay. The vinegar card may be used as a helpful ally in the laboratory to identify a memory that is causing trouble or grief. It's a wonderful means of distillation. This is fucking crazy. Okay. Yeah. This is perfect. Yeah. Says to go deeper with this, view the allegorical Chinese painting, the vinegar tasters, and then you can ponder the wisdom of the tongue. Hmm. Wow. Okay. Ooh, I like that. The wisdom of the tongue, like all of the taste buds, like, you know, yeah. back to that Taurus energy too. Like that. I love that because it's almost like it kind of reminds me too of that story. Remember that old story from when we were kids about the girl who goes and lays on the bed, but she can feel like the lump, like the little pee. pee. Yeah. Yeah. And then they have all those layers of blankets, but she can still feel the pee. Yeah. You know, what is the pee in your life? 
Wow. Well, have you added all these layers to it, but it's still there. You can still feel it. So like I said, you might've set this intention, you know, at the first new moon and maybe you've been building this stuff and it's like, here's your fucking chance to like, if there's a boundary that needs to be set, if there is someone you need to express your feelings to, if there is something you need to cut off from your life, if there's someone you need to express your love to, like the, the love that got away or whatever the fuck it is for you in your life, fucking address it. Yeah. So this is the this is the painting that they're talking about, the Chinese vinegar tasters painting. It's three guys around this little um I feel like I had that on a calendar. Same. This looks very familiar to me. Um hang on. It depicts the three founders of Chinese major religious and philosophical traditions. Confucianism, Buddhism, and Taoism. Wow. The purpose. I feel like I know about Buddhism and Taoism, but I don't know if I know about the other one. Oh, I feel like I did learn about that in, in Grace. Confucianism. I can't remember it right now, but... Um, the theme in the painting has been interpreted as favoring... Taoism as critical of the others. Favoring Taoism as mm -hmm. critical of the others? So that, that, oh, guess, and you just like fucked it up in my head. So is that bad? Well, is it like just basically saying that like if you perceive Taoism to be critical of the other, because I know like Buddhism is all about the middle path, is what I'm thinking. And then Taoism is about like the, kind of like not of being... life so that's what it's saying that's what taoism it represents the essence of life each man has dipped his finger in the pot and tasted the vinegar and reacted by way of this facial express expression but the tao is so let's look at the painting again right let's... because taoism is like not being so affected by your yeah. your environment it's kind of like that inner, inner peace yeah yeah he's smiling there's one that's so like basically okay so basically the taoist is able to kind of keep his inner peace even with that sour yeah sour taste in his mouth wow so there's a reminder guys if you've ever read um uh, there's so much like the the tao the piglet one is the best one to read because it like dumbs down the tao if you ever want to learn about it or whatever um go on a journey it's a good time i fucking it is love my my great uncle that passed away uh he gave me his book of that and oh that was he's like this is my favorite book i'm giving you this and i was like what i've read that one too but it's been a couple of years so yeah i need to, i need a refresher for poems, sure so it's super fast read yeah yeah okay well guys this is a big fucking week and um good luck it's gonna be uncomfortable and taste bad Oh, we gotta jump. We gotta jump. It's time. Taste the vinegar and do it anyway. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Very Woo! cool. Well, good luck, everyone. Make sure to check out all the links and everything in our bio. Make sure to like and subscribe and blah, 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 all of those things. I don't know how to do that stuff. But <laughs> if you guys would like a session with either of us, please contact us. All of that information will be listed. We love you. Bye, Bye, guys. Thank you so much.